because I think of the whole universe like an ocean and I think that our whole lives are like we're like a tiny bit of spray coming off a wave and then we come back and we join the wave again and that wave joins the ocean again you know I kind of think you know you have your tiny moment in the sun as like, a little drop of spray and then you come back and you rejoin the ocean and I kind of think I think in that moment you know you could be with lots of other bits of spray up in the air it's like the patterns that cover the waves Yo, yo, one, two. This is the work brunch, and we are here with the legend, Nitin Sawney. Hi, how you doing? I'm very well. Yeah. How are you doing? Not as well as I, I'd hope to be, but I'm all right. I just got a little bit of cold, but I'm just getting over it, so it's cool. It's that time as it's well. That time, yeah, it's, yeah totally. It's, 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 the, it's the dark ages in England right now. Yeah, well, around the world right now. And that's another oh, story, it's another story. Then we are, <laughs> we're getting straight in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yo, um, uh, uh, as this is the work brunch and, and we are going to eat, we're going to be fueled uh, with food, being one of the staff. Well, thank lives. you, man. That's really kind of you to invite me for that. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being here. It's, it's, it's a pleasure. Yeah, um, I'm, I, I, I'm trying to speak to people that are, I, f I mean, I'm inspired by. Oh, well. Um, and, and, and that, you know, honest and open and... And, and and culturally important. Oh, that's well, that's a very nice thing. But what am I doing here then? <laughs> no, it's really sweet. To inspire the nation. <laughs> um, cool. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna eat. Uh, I asked you, you know, uh, what dishes you're into and early food memories. I probably gave you some crap. crap. <laughs> I feel like it was you. It, it was it was. It, I mean, you said straight away uh, uh, did, uh, pancakes. Um, yeah, duck and pancakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. It's it's a strange thing because, like, for me, like, it, it, it sounds like an odd dish, right? And I'm from an Indian background. My heritage is Indian, and I grew up in Rochester, Kent. But the thing is that I suppose that whole thing of getting uh, Chinese food was a little family thing, mm -hmm. where where we just sit around and, and we'd. Like, my mum and dad both worked, so they'd come back and they'd be quite tired sometimes. So, you know, my mum was a great cook, but when she came back on, on weekdays, she'd, uh, she'd want to do something, you know, just grab a takeaway or whatever. And for me, I was kind of, I think because I'd never had Chinese food, I remember I was about 11 or 12. I mean, it's, it's terrible because, I, like, if you're a chef, I mean, like, you know, some of the things that I liked were definitely not chef material because it's like, you know, I remember... Um, Having having kind of sweet and sour pork, or having a, yeah. or having kind of. I, I think I was know, kind of raised on, on on sweet and sour. Yeah. Sweet and sour chicken or pork, Hong Kong style. And like now, you kind of think, oh, I don't know, it's quite unhealthy. It's all the MSG and stuff. But then, at the same time, I suppose you know. It, it, Syrup like, flavored chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite. Yeah. Nostalgia is a strange thing. I mean, you you kind of have an affection for foods that you wouldn't necessarily even look at now you know it's kind of it's it's an odd odd experience so yeah definitely crispy pancakes with or crispy aromatic duck and pancakes all that kind of stuff i loved it i know exactly i i I've, it was for me growing up it was like usually on a friday yeah it would be like either like fish and chips day or Chinese takeaway day. Yeah, yeah, there you um, go. You know, she would get to the end of the week and be like, I'm definitely yeah. not cooking. <laughs> I, think it was, I think you're right. I think it was Friday for us too. Yeah. So, yeah, you get it totally. Yeah, that's what it was. So, yeah, I thought, why not? Let's go back in memory lane. <laughs> so you are from India. Which part of India? Well, my my mum and dad are from India. I grew up, I, I was born in Dalit, actually. But, south. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and I've kind of stayed around south, even though I, I grew up, Childhood was born in Rochester, but I came back to around Tooting and Wandsworth. I've lived there since well, I mean, about 30 odd years now. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a, a, a large Indian population. Um, yeah, around Tooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I mean, it's quite nice because it gives me options. Like I'm, I'm around Wandsworth, and sometimes I'll go into Tooting, get some really nice kind of street Indian food, which is mm. brilliant. Um, and then I could go into some, you know, some great restaurants down Bellevue Road near Wandsworth mm. Common, and you know, so it's quite nice having that kind of that diversity you know of being able to go for uh, for certain types of meals yeah different types of meals all over the place and also um, my studio is based in Brixton so I'm going over to Pop Brixton to the market and yeah. check it which has got some great food in there as well it's so very it's very decent I think it was the first Frank and Manco in the, in the whole of England you know it was, yeah the one in Brixton yeah, yeah. yeah the one in Brixton as, yeah. Um, it's been there for so long like I remember as a child my gran who's a fashion designer Madame de Bell which oh, is right. where I got to the Belfort, ah. 
Um, she had a shop opposite Franco Manco. Yeah. With a clothes shop. Oh, wow. That was when I was like 10. So is that before so, well, it became... That's like 20 years ago. So before it was a market? Then? That's like 20 years ago. Oh, wow. And Franco Manco was there. Oh, right. So cool. it was there, it's been over 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Um, it, it was kind of... It was the first place you can get like real pizza in a place like Brixton, like from yeah, real pizza. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like, that's what pizza. I still think it is. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I agree. It's I great. agree. Thank you. Um, so basically, uh, you were so clear on right. on the dish. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm going to give you as close as possible. So cool. um, we are having aromatic duck Amazing. with pancakes. Cool. Um, the difference is though, I. Hoisin sauce is one of the few things I have a bit of an issue with. Sure. I don't know what it is. No it's problem just, at all. Yeah. I'm not, I, it, it, so I, I did a uh, date and tamarind sauce. Wow, that sounds incredible. <laughs> right, okay. I'm, a lot I'm, more exciting. It's, and it's, it's actually tastes quite similar. It's the same kind of, it's, just, it's very similar to the, um, the kind of sweet sauce. So Amazing. We're going to get into that. Um, are you hungry? Whenever you are. Yeah, I'm all good. Let us eat. Cool. Let's do it. Do you want to help out? Or do yeah, you yeah. yeah, definitely. Sweet. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. I mean, my, my thing is, it's interesting what you were talking about just a short while ago with your story, you know, in, in terms of spirituality and in terms of coincidence, mm-hmm. the fact that you actually visualised getting the, you know, the Mercury uh, Prize itself. That's incredible because I do believe that you could attract good energy. Yeah. And I don't think... That's science. Even science says that. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a, lot, there's a lot in that. But I kind of think, you know, my thinking is like... Um, if you put out good energy and if you have the right attitude towards it and you approach life with humility and openness, mm. then everything does tend to work your way. Mm. And I've, I've, I've found that a lot. I have incredible coincidences. Yeah. I actually recently I put out a tweet where I said, does anyone else get all these coincidences through music? And no one came up with the coincidences that I've had. I've had crazy Give me ones. An example. Well, one, for example, was years ago I saw a theatre company um, and they were an Indian theatre company and they were at the Tricycle Theatre. I love Tricycle Theatre. It's great. Mm. It's a really good uh, theatre. And um, and it was a, they were putting on a productive Yerba, uh, but it was in Punjabi. And I loved it. I thought, this is amazing. Mm. So um, the woman who was the director was a woman called Neela Mansingh Chowdhury, mm. brilliant director. Mm. And I went up to her afterwards. I said, anything you ever want me to do for you, like sweep floors or just anything, I'm happy to do it. But it, was, it was back in the early 90s, and I was just so impressed by what they'd done. I was just wanted to be around that creativity. And then a few months later, I found out that they were based in India. And I decided, I thought, right, I'm going to go to India and try and find them because... No one knew where they were. I couldn't find anyone because they'd gone the next day. And, um, and so I went there and literally I'd gone to find them, right, to find her and to tr- see if I could do any work with her. I had no, this is before all the internet and everything was out. Mm. So I was with my uncle in Delhi and I turned around to him and said, do you know how I could find this woman, Nina Mansi Chowdhury? He said, I, I don't know. I mean, she could be anywhere. What's the name of her, yeah. her company? I said, it's called The Company. And he goes, yeah, you're not going to find her, right? So, like, I said, okay, 
He said, "Well, I said, do you know anyone else?" Populated. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I said to I said to him, "Do you know any ideas about how I might track it down?" And he said, "Well, there's your other uncle in uh, Chandigarh, which is also in the Punjab." And he said, "Maybe he might know because he's he kind of knows lots of things like that." And I said, "Okay, yeah." Said, I get the feeling you knew you were going to find him. Yeah. And so, so then he he said to me, "I'm going to Chandigarh tomorrow um, at, at six o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. right?" And uh, but if you don't mind getting up that early, I said, yeah, it's fine. So I'm with him at six o'clock in the morning at Delhi airport, uh, Delhi uh, train station. And I look around, I see this, um, this baboon walk across the roof of this building. And I thought, that's really beautiful. And it was like the sun was coming up and it was silhouetted. It was really gorgeous. And right next to me, I just hear this little voice that says, Nitin. I turn around, Neil Manson Chowdhury's standing there. And I said, um, Neil. And he, she goes, how are you doing? I said, I, I've come... Here to find you, yeah. and she said, well, "Well, here I am." And she goes, so, "She goes." This well, sounds like the scene out of an al- the alchemist or something. Billion, billion <laughs> people, right? So she goes to me, "Oh, we're, we're on our way to Chandigarh," and I said, "Well, that's what I was coming to." She mm. said, "You're based there." I had no idea in the whole of India where she was based, by the way, mm. a whole of India. Mm. Right? So then I said to her, "I said, um, yeah, that'd be amazing." I said, "But my uncle's with me; he's just got to get a coffee." And she said, "Yeah, but why don't you both come join us?" Next two weeks, I hung out with her, but it gets it gets more crazy, right? So I hung out with her, and I saw she had an amphitheatre in her back garden. I went and I helped out. I played a bit of music with them, hung out with them. It was amazing, great experience, right? So I lost touch with them. Now, about fifteen years later or something, um, deeper Meta, who who did uh, who's a director, brilliant director, lovely woman um, who did um, Midnight's Children, Summer Rushy book. She did that, and she, she kind of dramatised it into this great film. And um, and I was talking to her. She called me up. She said, I'd really like you to score my film. I said, cool, yeah, I'd love to do it. We're chatting for about an hour. At the end, just before she goes, she said, there's someone I'd really like you to meet, by the way. And I cannot, to this day, begin to say, I've no idea why I said it. I said, is it Neil Manson Chowdhury? Yeah. No reason. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, she's my best friend. <laughs> I went, cool. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? The universe has con- <laughs> had to, con- to make it happen. It, like, it, it, was, all dire- it was happening. It's crazy, isn't it? But, but I'll, I'll give you one other example. Uh, or, or do you want another one? Yeah, absolutely. Or you carry on talking. But I, I, I understand what I appreciate so much is that you appreciate that that is happening. It's beautiful. You understand. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a powerful thing. You see the magic. Thing. It is magic. It's magic. And it's, like, and it's something that makes you really, I don't know. What do you think that is? What do you think is happening? I think, it's, I think it's energy that you put out. And I think music is a, is a big part of that. Music is... The language of the universe. Yeah. You know. Oh, I thought mathematics was a language of the universe. Both. Okay. I see both as the same okay. thing. I love maths. Maths is music. Can yeah. yeah. maths. Yeah, I love maths. I've got big... In fact, I talk about music and mathematics. I've done mm. TED Talks about music and mathematics. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, yeah. There's one, there's one I did at the Gateway of India, talking mm. specifically about that. So it's very interesting you said that. Mm. And I did a... I did the music for a play about Ramanujan, the Indian mathematician, okay. um, who was who developed string theory, and uh, so I'm always interested in those connections. So it's funny you should say that. But but like, um, yeah, I mean, like, I guess, I guess it's kind of um, you know that that idea. I mean, for example, mathematics is is a language that G. Hardy, who was a famous mathematician, he said. Mathematics is the only reality you can rely on mm. because two and two is always going to equal four. Mm. Even like with a table, it may feel solid, but actually one hundred thousandth of the diameter of each atom is the nucleus, which is where most of the mass is contained. So most of what you're dealing with is an illusion. <laughs> most of what you're looking at is illusion. You know what's interesting? I went for a lecture upstairs at Ritzy Cinema. Oh, yeah. And it was an elder from the Dogon tribe. Oh, right. Wow. Uh, Where's the Dogon tribe from? So that's like... They travelled up from Mali, up the Nile Valley. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, a very ancient sort of, it's a very ancient uh, tribe of people. Mm. Um, there's the Dogons and the Garas. Dogons were like, I think it was like three thousand years earlier. They were able to map out the uh, how blood travels around your body wow. before any other human did. Do you know what I mean? Amazing. Um, and also, oh yeah, they're they're they're, they're most known for. Uh, people say they were contacted by aliens because they were able to map out the uh, Sirius B 
star cops constant series B constellation, mm. um, which they shouldn't have been able to obviously mm. do, but blah, blah blah blah, blah. Um, and which he did mention, um, and he was like, no, we've it's not in our history mm. to be uh, to be visited by aliens. It wasn't that we just um, we used science and maths and watched, mm. um, and one of the things he you know he did this thing where he was like, okay. He, it was supposed to be about African astronomy. Mm. And he opened it by saying, I can't teach you about what's outside of this world because that takes science and maths. And your understanding of science and, and mathematics is incorrect the way you're taught. So there's no way you can... You can't calculate how far the moon is. Mm. If you, you know what I'm saying. And he was like, mm. for example, what's one... Pla- and it's so crazy. You'll get, you'll like this actually. Mm. I press record on my phone, mm. right? All, the, all of this, uh, 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 you know, on the thingy, the um, on an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. The recording came out completely just a line. Never happened before. It wouldn't let me record this, this, this what? lecture, right? What? And he's like, one, what's, what's one, one plus one? So everyone's like, two. He's like, nah. I think he said three. Right. I think he said three, because he's saying that. You have to calculate, like, literally what you just said. You have to calculate the space in between. If You you have to consider the space in between. Like, if you emptied... Oh, what an example we gave. Um, if you took everything out of the room, mm. the room still wouldn't be empty. Right. Right. It's only going to be empty as much as you're able to consider... It's your perception. Your perception, bigger. which right. is, sounds like what you just said. This, yeah. This, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, such a good lecture, but it, it just came out completely blank. I wasn't mm. able to. It was like no, you're, right. you're supposed to feel this, not yeah, yeah, yeah. cause this. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's interesting all of that. I mean, I think yeah. I mean, like it, it's weird. I mean, I did I did one thing about um, about how in in physics and in maths and music. I mean, there's a lot of weirdness that happens, um, and like I talked about quantum weirdness as well. Like. Um, Okay, all right, let's let's take another example of something strange. Okay, um, a guy I played with when I was about 11. Uh, no, I was, he was about 11. I was about 14, 15. Mm. And years ago, we had a jam in Longfield at my uncle's, kind of uncle's house. He's not a real uncle, but... Yeah, yeah we have so, that too. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, we, I kind of was jamming with him. I was playing some flamenco guitar. He was playing tabla. Right, and he was kind of, he was brilliant, really, He's really. What, tabla, which is like an Indian classical percussion instrument. Dome shape. Yeah, yeah. You got these two. You got these two drums, mm. and like one of them is called the bial, which is like the mm. bass drum, mm. and then you have got the dial, which is which is the other drum, which is more kind of. I mean, they work together, and they like create top these. Lines. Yeah, you, well, you, you if you heard them, they're very complicated rhythmically, mm. and it's very mathematical as well. Mm. So anyway, so he, I played with this kid. But I didn't know his name. So years later, we talk about you know I was fourteen then. Like years later. Maybe I'm about 30 years old or something. And I'm looking for a tablet player. And I, I, I haven't got one. The guy who was supposed to play a gig with me next week, he'd gone. I didn't know where he was. So, like, um, I thought, shit, I'm, I'm in a lot of trouble. So um, I called up my mum and I said, look, and I'd just moved to my flat a couple of weeks before, right? So, and she didn't know the address. Right? I hadn't even told her yet. I just got in there. And um, I said to her, yeah, I'm looking for this guy. Um, who used to play, who, who played tabla with me. Do you remember that time he jammed with me? She said, yeah, I do remember that. That was really good. He was great. And I said, could you get a hold of him from my uncle or something? So she said, yeah, I'll look into it. So she looks into it and she comes back to me a couple of days later and she goes, yeah, I've got all these details. I said, great. She goes, his name is, um, no, she didn't tell me his name. She just goes, uh, he's tabla player. He lives at, um, he lives at Seven Stella Road. And, um, and I said, mum, what are you talking about? She goes, it's in Tutu. I said, no, no, that's where I live. <laughs> and she goes, no, what? And I said, that's where I live. I, you've got the wrong address. She goes, let me check. And she goes, no, no, this is what it says. His name's Iqbal. And I went, Iqbal, who's my flatmate, I said to him, Iqbal, did you play tuple oh with this God. with this kid when you were like 11 years old? And he goes, that was you? That's so deep. Crazy, crazy. Oh, I love that. And he, he ended up playing double with me next week. And that's for real. And like you could, you know, I've got, got the guy's details. And oh, so that's such I've a had a lot story. of crazy things like that's that. That's such know? a beautiful story. Crazy things. And they're real, you know. They're, and that's what I mean. I keep thinking, the, the stuff that happens to me to me through music is weird. I, I, know, exactly, I know exactly what you're saying. You know, mm. when, when I sign my deal 
and I was in the studio at my mate's house, Sam, we were making tunes mm. and it was like, yeah, yeah I want to deal. Sometimes it was Yellow Pages. Yeah. People still use Yellow Pages and I'm looking for Yellow Pages. And it had record labels at the back of the Yellow Pages. Right. Um, and I'm looking for it, looking for it, looking for it. And I see Big Dada, Ninja Tune. I think it was Ninja Tune. I don't think it said Big Dada actually, but I saw, well, I saw it. Called him up. Hi. Boom, boom, boom. I don't know what I said. Some very naive, I'm just calling. And yeah. as well, I had been working in telly cells. Um, and so I was very used to being able to just get through the reception barrier, get through the, the PA barrier, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. And, um, so, uh, you know, I called it and this, this guy answered and he was like, hi, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a rapper, looking for a deal, bloody blah, blah. Yeah. And he said, I really like the tone of your voice. Like, okay, he said, can you come see me? I can come and see you right great, now. Great. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was, yeah. that was, I was ready for this. I was yeah. like, yeah, where you at? He was like, 90 Kennington Lane. Right. Sam Studios on the same road. Brilliant. So how far was it? Just drive the we just walked down. Brilliant. That's very cool. Walking distance. Yeah. Yeah. Burnt a CD. One of the tracks. He so looks like he's from a movie right now. Um, <laughs> he does. <laughs> uh, Burnt a CD. One of the finishes album was on that CD, and I'm pretty sure Searching was on that CD. And that was there was like three tracks that I played to him, well, and he on like a, on like a Friday, and he ummed and hard, and he didn't, and then he, and then he called me on a Monday. Right. Right. But we were, it's the same road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. was just looking. They weren't the only label I called. Yeah, I was just yeah. looking. I'm, I just, I had decided, you know, you like, how do you explain that? You know when the when you get that spiritual spark and you yeah. know that now is the time to move? I think the way I look at it, okay, is like, it's like patterns of flow. Ooh. Like, you know, like... Uh, I mean, like when you see people yawn and they're not even looking at each other. Yeah. They yawn. I mean, it's like um, they call. There's a name for it in physics. Quantum. Well, there's quantum entanglement, which is why it's that. Because I just learned the other day. Yeah, okay. it's a big thing. <laughs> but but I think this is called. There's another thing. There's two things. One is called anti chaos theory, mm. which is like, for example, with flocks of birds. When they when they take off together, yeah. their hundred their their reaction time is one hundred thousandth of a second, yeah, right? Yeah, they, but they, they use, take they flop faster than that, so they'll they'll they're literally using six cents. They're using something outside yeah, of the, yeah. their. It's know. actually not even that they're reacting to each other. It's they're actually that they work one. together as yeah. one. Yeah. Like, and I kind of think that's the way a lot of things happen. Things happen. It's like there's a flow. Mm. Like sometimes they'll be just like. Because I think of the whole universe like an ocean, and mm. I think that our whole lives are like we're like a tiny bit of spray coming off a wave, mm. and then we come back and we join the wave again, and that wave joins the ocean again. You know, I kind of think you have your moment in the sun. Yeah. You know, you have your tiny moment in the sun as yeah. like as a little drop of spray. As in life itself, that yeah. you experience. Yeah. Okay. And then you come back and you rejoin the ocean, mm. and I kind of think. I think in that moment, you know, you could be with lots of other bits of spray up in the end. It's like the patterns that come from the waves, you know, and we, we can't know those patterns. They just form. So I think sometimes we tap into that. So are they, fall, is it kind of the, 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 the wave is falling where it will? Or is, do you feel, believe in some kind of divine... I, I don't believe in the idea that there is, uh, that we aren't participating in our own destiny. Right. I think it is that we're part of our destiny. Right. But the destiny... It's bigger than just us. Mm. So, like, like for example, where if you imagine one way I could put it as an analogy is like if you imagine one atom in your hand, mm -hmm. and maybe it's swimming against all the other atoms, and then all the other atoms are going one way, but this one atom can't know that the that the will that is forcing all those other atoms to play the piano in the Royal Albert Hall wherever mm. is coming from the brain of a person that's being inspired by the audience who are applauding yes. or shouting. So that atom doesn't know any of that. Mm. We're like that atom. Mm. We can't know that. Mm. So it's like, so where that will comes from, where that force comes from, how will we know? Mm. Where, where, where are we supposed to know? I don't even think we are. Mm. And I think it's, I mean, Einstein said he wanted to know the mind, my throat's getting worse, uh, to know the mind of God. Yeah, he, he wanted to know the mind of God. But actually... I don't think you really can ever do that. You can't know. I mean, I don't know what God is. I have no idea what God is. But my point is um, that the will or that that flow of power that is in the universe, that force, is not something that we are 
in our tiny little worlds able to comprehend. And it's arrogant for us to assume that we mm. could. In some ways, I think. Mm. You know, so when I see these amazing things happen, I accept it and I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I feel empowered by it and it inspires me. Yeah. And and you know, but I don't try too hard to understand it. Yeah, or or, or, or even just end up getting in the way of it. I find mm. if I mm. give it too, you know, I you stick it in your head too much, know. and it should f- come from your feeling. You, know? Do you, you, you haven't had much. I've had like three. Have you? Yeah, oh, I think I've had three too. So you have, you have, you have another one. I'll have another. Um, I'm f- I'm actually full if I'm honest because I was like. Okay. Um, I'll keep going. Then. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't have to say that to But I am going to get some more Prosecco. I'm going to get the bottle. Yeah, great. I think music, music's like that, though, isn't it? I was just about to say, I was literally just about to say, there is... There is a link. I know we're all artists hmm. in some way, but the people that are able to tap into that more so than others and I know that's kind of like how long is a piece of string like how was the measurement for that other than the, what were you using success or what you know what I mean mm. Um, mm. so I know that's hard to measure but mm. uh, you know it's there is definitely I feel a connection between the more you're able to tap into the artist and what I call the god mm. in us is the, the, the literally the, the, the you can't not be spiritual yeah, I totally because agree. It's with. like you're literally opening yourself up yeah. to channels. Yes. Mm. Yeah. You know, Ravi Shankar, Pandaji Ravi Shankar, he said that like the Indian classical technique is the rag. So it's like um, it's like a scale, or it's like a mode, or it's like a way of playing. Mm. It's like a mood. And he he always said the rag is is like in the air around you, and you're like a medium for the rag to manifest itself. Mm. So it's like in the same way Michelangelo said that that this statue was hidden in the stone. Mm. It was already there. Or John Coltrane said that, you know, improvisation was like a bird you catch in the air. Yeah. And it's kind of that whole idea that, you know, that it's around you all the time yeah. and that you're tapping into it. I really like that. It makes a lot more sense for me. Yeah. And that's way... I, I mean, I definitely believe that I'm, I'm a vehicle. I, mm. and, and, and the reason I believe that so much is because I've experienced it in that way of it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's entered, it's moved through, it's out. Mm. Mm. Yeah, all, all of those stages I've experienced, mm. Mm. especially it's out. And that's usually because I might be writing something or freestyling or something, and then I it's I blink, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm back. Yeah, yeah. Or I have a thought, and usually the thought is how, that what I just said, how people would react to it. Mm. I know it's perhaps if my ego gets involved. Gets in the way. I'm yeah, out. yeah, and that's the thing. You're I'm absolutely right. You're absolutely right. When you're flowing with something, it's beyond your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something far more. Yeah. Don't mess it up being human. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, but I I think all of that, I mean, it's like I, I kind of feel it's interesting because like people say, like I like I like doing lots of different things with music. I'll, and I'm not afraid of stuff, you know, like mm. I've, I've done comedy acting. I've done, you know, I've done acting. I've done writing. I've written plays. I've, I've, I've conducted a London Symphony Orchestra. I've kind of, you know, I've done things that, when I was young, I would have thought it was weird. I mean, I've, I was a DJ at Fabric for quite a while. I, mm. You know, so you just um, got their license back, bang bang. Which is very cool. That's very cool. Um, and um, it's good that we got a mayor who actually cares about shit like that as hey. well. Um, but I mean, like you know, it's kind of it's interesting times because people are moving away from that and not realizing how powerful that is. Mm. You know that if you're if you if you channel your inner self. You always find up. You'll always end up in a place that is right for you, because mm. it's it's about tuning yourself. Yeah. Like people talk about right and wrong or morality. Yeah. I've never been a believer in that. Mm. I think, like a musician, I think you tune yourself to yourself, and then you tune to other people. Yeah. And it's like you know, then you're not going to want to harm anyone. You're not going to want to do anything yeah. that is out of tune with other people. It's discordant. You know, for me, mm-hmm. that makes a lot more sense. So I tune myself first. And like things like yoga, meditation, do that. Your you know? instrument. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the way it should be. I think, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, maybe not everyone would agree, but I mean, that's just what I feel. I agree, totally. 
Have you heard of ayahuasca? Mm, I've heard it. Me too. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> I do talk about too much. Huh? Um, well, I'm, actually, I can't mention the name of the guy. Okay. He's very famous. Okay. Who introduced it to me. Right. But I'll say, very, very famous um, pop artist. Mm -hmm. And very good one. Mm -hmm. um, once took me, I was in Brazil. Mm. He said, and I don't know if it was actually ayahuasca, it might have been a variation of it. Mm. So what he did was he said to me, um, do you want to, because um, it was in 2001, this is the same time I met Nelson Mandela. Mm. I did this thing where I met Aboriginal Australians, Native Americans. Mm. I kind of... Was this for the, uh, the same project or just... Yeah, prophecy. Um, mm. And I was kind of like on this trip where I was just experiencing different things. And, um, and he just said, uh, do you want to come with me um, this evening to, to the rainforest and, and do something different? I said, yeah, cool. Yes. Sounds great, you know, because I was—that's what I was there for. Open experiences. So he took me there, and he just said, "Okay, um, you're gonna have this thing." They called it vegetal, mm. right? He said, "So I get to this clearing in the rainforest, and this this place." He goes, "These people are like you got people who come from all over the world. You got doctors here, you got architects, you got people from all walks of life who come here." And he said, "You'll see what happens." So we go in. I see this trench outside, and there's people throwing up. Right. <laughs> so I kind of walk in. The purge. Yeah. And I walk in and I see there's a guy at the front. He's like the shaman. And um, and the thing is that um, he goes, okay, so prepare yourself for this because it's kind of a bit of a near-death experience you're going to have. And I went, whoa, okay. He's, and it, I said, okay, let's see what happens. So he, he goes, right, the guy's going to look at you because you've got a queue up for it. Yeah. And he's going to take one, one look at you and he's going to decide how much you should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so, I, so, yeah, so, yeah. so I took it. I, I brought it back, took it, and um, he goes, okay. And it didn't taste as bad as I'd keep hearing. It's fine, yeah. I just knocked it back. Yeah. So then I kind of sit down and I'm thinking, okay, what's going to happen? Next thing I know, it's like the whole world faced a tiny pinprick. I could only see like everything like through mm -hmm. this, and I could only hear. I couldn't hear anything. Mm -hmm. So it was like that. That's mm -hmm. what I'm looking at. Now he said, "Don't get te too terrified." He said because it's it's going to be a it's going to be a weird one, you know. And um, and he said you mustn't panic. Right, panic is the worst thing. So I went with the flow of what happened. And what happened was that I had this could blow your mind. What happens with all of this? Um, so I had an experience where I ended up suddenly in a clearing in my head. This was a hallucination that I was having where, although I didn't know it at the time, it felt totally real. I'm surrounded by these faces looking at me, very weird kind of gargles. I can still see them really like it's yesterday. And they're all looking at me in this kind of semicircle. And, uh, and in the middle is this kind of Buddha-like figure. And I was, I was kind of like slightly scared by the figures around me. And, um, and, and then, but there was this really powerful, beautiful, warm glow from the Buddha-like figure. So the Buddha-type figure kind of reaches out to me and takes my hand. And I, I, I go, I'm touching his hand, and he goes, you're home. Right? Now, I, I wake up at this time to find, uh, to find the person who, who, the pop guy, is picking me up off the floor because I'm on the floor. Right? And he's going, you're right. I said... Whoa, what the hell was that? So, like, I talked to him for a bit, and I said, Oh, just one minute, throw up in the trench, go run out, throw up in the trench, come back, talk to him about everything. He said, That's really interesting. He said, Now, the, the, the actual consequences of that are going to reveal themselves to you in a couple of weeks. I said, What? He goes, It kind of works in a weird way. Two weeks later, right? I'm, uh, I'm flying in a plane over Arnhem Land because I'm due to meet this Aboriginal elder who's just invited me to mm -hmm. go and spend time with him, a guy called Mandawayin Pingu, who was the lead singer of the band Yatha Yindi, but a, a major tribal figure in, in Australia. So he sees me, so I come off the plane, uh, Mandawai sees me, and he turns around to the, to the guy who's with, with us, to the, to the guide, and he goes, um, I want to take him to Kulkuru, the sacred land. And, um, and and this guy says to me, he wants to take you there. And I said, cool. He said, no, no, no. He hasn't taken anyone there for 30 years. This is huge. He's just looked at you and decided to take you to this place. I said, okay. He said, 
this is huge. Do you know? I said, okay, cool. So, so he said, he, he wants you to bring your guitar as well. So I bring my guitar. He's got his guitar, right? Mind away. We go to this place. We're sitting in the clearing. I sit down. We start playing together, right? We're, we're playing some songs. We stop at the same time. We laugh. We slap each other's hands. We haven't ever spoken. We barely spoken a word. And he stops and he goes, um, this is the place where where we all used to, um, where the Aboriginal people used to come to die. You know, it's been our land for 80,000 years. It's a sacred land. It's the land where the Yidaki was first made, which is, people know, it's a didgeridoo. So he said, this is where it first started. So I'm listening to all this stuff and he's telling me. And then I kind of, yeah, this is the crazy thing. So, so he's telling me all this stuff and I'm chatting to him. And um, that morning I'd read this article which said, that there was there was a theory that a lot of people had come from Australia through their DNA. It was also mm-hmm. like from Aboriginals, mm-hmm. uh, from Aboriginal people. So I was thinking, wow, that's interesting. And I remember reading it that morning. Anyway, so he turns around to me, and he goes, um, and like he said, and you, you're from here, right? He said you were you were one of our people, right? So now he says this to me. Now as he's saying it to me, he's he's doing that, holding out his hand to this place. Around me, I suddenly realised that all the stones in the semicircle were the same as those faces I'd seen in that semicircle. Ah. And he's standing where the Buddha was. And he holds out his hand and I almost kind of went black, uh, had a blackout because he's holding his hand out to me. And I hold out my hand to him automatically and he goes, you're home, mate. Right? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> so were you having a premonition? I guess whatever happened in that uh, in that situation in it, Brazil, yeah, gave me a premonition of what was going to happen then, or or it allowed oh, it's me a, a glimpse, some sort of parallel universe the other side. I was going to yeah. say, it gave me a little glimpse into the other side. Now, Ooh. look, I'm not like I'm not superstitious. I really am not. I kind of I love science. I'm like into, and I kind of find it difficult when I hear. I mean, I know Brian Cox. He's he's a, a you know. And he he says rightly he says oh it's all woo woo science and he he talks about certain science as being a bit of a lot of bullshit and I agree when people kind of see kind of like supernatural things and everything I just find yeah. that a bit stupid and I I believe in I believe in you know real science and understanding I think that you know you should try to understand certain things about science and if you're going to do, be scientific then be scientific but. At the same time, you can't ignore something that happens to you like that. Yeah. So I kind of think, okay, what do I make of that? You know? Yeah. And I kind of think, well, it did change me. Mm. I mean, from that day on, first of all, I hung out a lot with Mandawai after that day and he saw us as brothers. Mm. And like, um, and it just gave me a really, a real sense of comfort mm. in the idea that that this was... Like, you know, I talked to you about that idea of the ocean, mm. that we weren't just the spray up and the light, we were also the wave, and we were the ocean as well. Mm. And that actually, you know, it's a continuous thing, and there'll be another wave, and there'll be no- more yeah. spray, and that will continue on. Yeah. You know, and I kind of felt like, and it might be in a different place, in a different yeah. part of the ocean, yeah. but it will happen again, yeah. and we'll have another moment in the light. Or maybe... Maybe we'll have a great moment underwater. Who knows? But it's kind oh, of... Oh, I know. didn't even think of underwater. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Yeah. So, like, so, like, all of those things are very powerful. Yeah, but but I think... I mean, I don't know if that was ayahuasca. I never even asked. I just... They called it vegetal. Yeah. Since then, I've heard people talk about ayahuasca. It sounds very similar. Yeah. Sounds like pretty much the same thing. But yeah. but whatever that stuff was, it, it changed a lot here on that day. You know what really triggered me when you were talking about um, being ushered in in your ayahuasca experience yeah. in this, you know, this handout come, you know, come. Yeah. I experienced exactly the same thing, oh. which is why I was like, "Yo, oh, that's crazy!" Right, right, right. And mine were African women. Right. There were two, perhaps three of them. One more in the forefront in the way that kind of maybe she's older and do you know what I mean in, th- in that kind of way and um, this was very this was you know the first stages of, of the ayahuasca kind of kicking in yeah and um, after my I felt my left and right brain separate <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, and it was it was the same thing I was being I was being ushered in like okay you're about you, you want to go to this part of the journey mm. yeah and um I was aware of her 
doing this on the top of my head in like fanning and it, it was in a way of I don't know if she was sometimes I thought she was calming me down yeah um, was this whole idea of kundalini the kundalini oh, energy bang, bang. Comes up, rises through ah. yeah, yeah. So, so it could be related to, to a bit of that yo hmm. that makes so much sense yeah because she was literally she was going like that and that was she was very it's supposed focused. to rise up through you yes yeah, yeah. she was very focused don't talk about kundalini rising yeah because I wasn't sure what that was, but I was aware of how focused she was on that task. Mm. You know what I mean? And she's that this and then the, the two others as well. And and in in I felt very safe and very comforted. And then I would start. I I kind of wanted to lift my hands up because one would like put their hand out to say come. Right. And I was very. I was like I'm I'm ready to take these journeys. But yeah, yeah, yeah. at this point, it hadn't take, taken a hold physically as much yet. I hadn't mm. purged or anything like that. Yeah. So I hadn't, I, I was aware that, no, you don't really need to lift your hand up. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, not actually yeah. happening. I was yeah. still at that stage. Um, but that's so interesting. It was the same, literally the same thing, the handout. Mm. Well, I think that's the way of the universe inviting you to, to kind of like, to open up. Yeah. And to have a look, you know. Hmm. I mean, that's, there's, there's that whole concept in Hinduism of the, of the uh, Bhagavad Gita. Where um, God, in the form of Vishnu, I mean, is Krishna um, takes on takes on his his kind of godly form of, of Vishnu and actually reveals the universe to this guy who's questioning whether he should go into battle or not. Mm-hmm. He's, it's a guy called Arjun, and the idea is that he says, "You aren't going to know or understand your direction, right? Because you are you are part of that." You have you have a, a destiny, or you have this concept of dharma, which is like your duty to put, to fulfil a certain destiny. But he said, but you don't even know what that is. So I'm going to this time because you're questioning it. I'm going to show you. And he, he he takes on his multi-armed form and he gives him a glimpse into into the secrets of the universe. And he's so shocked by this, and and that's what allows him to continue to battle because. Because he said these people are already dead. Mm-hmm. I'm outside of time and space. Mm-hmm. You're in time and space. I can show you outside of time and space. So it's kind of like for me, music is something that takes me outside of time and space. Yes, I get that. But please explain. Go deeper into that. Well, it's kind of like it's in a in a moment when you're playing. There is no time. There is no. There is no space. Yes. You are in. You are in that moment. But you're. But it could stretch out to a thousand years in a way. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it doesn't feel like it's. It's. Uh, it's off. You know that the the musical openness, I think, is beyond. Um, it takes you. Tra- you transcend the physical. Yeah. I mean, when I was in Australia with, with the Aboriginal guys, um, I remember playing on the beach and there were crocodiles nearby. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and everyone was getting bitten by mosquitoes and I was really in what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I noticed I didn't get bit once, bitten once. And it was the same thing when I was in, um, um, I was in America and I did the same thing at 4.30 in the morning. I'd do this ritual of playing this piece of music. And it was, it was minus 30 mm-hmm. and I was still playing mm-hmm. and I had no feeling of cold. Mm-hmm. And it's like... It, in terms of the, that's what I mean about space as well as time you don't have a you, f, you feel invincible if you're playing certain I mean, music is that literally mind over matter in, in ter, as in literal matter you know, yeah I think so you, you moving outside of what can be affected in, with the physical body I think so because I think in a way music is that I mean uh, you know in some ways it sounds all a bit bullshitty but it's like <laughs> it's a bit pretentious but for me that is what happens yeah. I mean like if I'm if I'm on stage I mean if you ain't trying to get it I'm sorry for you what's that if you're not trying to get there I'm sorry for yeah, you yeah yeah exactly and that's what I mean it's like it's it's a beautiful thing it's the most profound stuff that's ever happened to me right. it's like when I've been playing music it's like um, I've had my best moments mm. and like and and you can't really explain those moments and put them into words. They're just there. And you it makes you want to go back to that place and, and do it again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the draw of music. Tell me what else fuels you. Well, lots of things, really. I mean, like, 
anything creative always it always makes me feel excited. Yeah. You know, I mean, I like writing. I like. I mean, I've acted before. I like. I was just creating stuff. I used to draw a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was into Leonardo da Vinci's kind of anatomy drawings when I was a kid. Mm. I thought they were beautiful. And you were always into science as well and mathematics. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Mathematics was a big thing. You know what I I did recently was I was I was teaching. Um, kids how to do up to the 30 times tables in their heads wow. because what, what happens is at school everything is based on memory so people go yeah. up to a 12 times table but i said that's not maths that's just you remembering yeah what seven times eight is or what yeah. you know 10 times yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 is or whatever match that yeah. symbol yeah. to that symbol yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's not for that for me that's not calculation it's not math so i was teaching kids um you know how to do math in their head yeah. um from the, an early age and i love I love anything to do with kind of, um, you know, calculation because it's kind of, it interests me because I, like you said, it's the lang- it's another language of the universe. You know, it's kind of like, um, it's just a different dialect, you know, from mm. music, but it's from the same family, you know. Um, so, yeah, I love all that. But also, I mean, what else do I get? I mean, I, I did martial arts for quite a long time. I did uh, kickboxing for about 15 years. Um, which I loved. I haven't done it for a while because I've had some issues with my shoulder. And I did a triathlon and a few things like that. I mean, I like running and swimming and cycling and stuff like that, but I haven't done much recently. But, you yeah, know, just doing stuff that's kind of stimulates you. Mm-hmm. What about you? What what fuels me? Mm. Right. No one's asked me that. No one's asked you that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, well, well, not even, even in these conversations. No. Why not? You're asking me. No one's asked. <laughs> okay. Um, man, what fuels me? Uh, uh, man, I think... Uh, and I find that I am definitely fueled by... Um, I don't, know if, I don't know if it's creating, but hmm, how can I say this? I'm struggling a little bit here, actually. Um, okay, one of the things that definitely fuel me as a writer mm-hmm. is my vulnerability. Right. Um, that, ha- that, for whatever reason, ha- has become the place that that I tap into and and and, and the place in which uh, you know I, I just find it I find it very easy to go there and yeah. I find it very healing to go there yeah um, and so what also ends up happening is as as, as a, a sort of knock-on effect of that is I'm going through life putting myself in vulnerable situations <laughs> That's amazing. You know what I mean, and that might—that's not necessarily that—that—that's that, not necessarily a bad thing. But that's trusting of the universe. You understand? Yeah, because I do that too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, let's do like how you said when you were, uh, you know, when you uh, were in Brazil and uh, somebody said, "Oh, let's yeah, let's go do this," and you didn't have the, you didn't even have, you didn't have the information. No. You yeah, were like, yeah, yeah this, this yeah. is I yeah. mean, what the universe is putting yeah. me towards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. Yeah, no, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. Environment, yes, a very. You just put it much more eloquently than I could, because I, I, I agree with that. Oh, Gatsby, but thank you. Do you know what I? Even in my ayahuasca experience, I mm. had think, been thinking about it for years, mm. and it was one of those things. I've come to realize that, like, for, I, I, I put it into the universe. I speak it mm. first, I, mm. and my acknowledgement of what it is. I. I'm asking for. Right. So I really want to do ayahuasca. There's a call in there. Mm. I'm not going to try and make it happen. I'm not going to get on the goo. I'm not going to do yeah. it. I've, 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 I've said it. Yeah. So I'm going to now watch out. Yeah. I'm going to, and, need, and I'm going to be, 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 be able to recognise the vibration when it hits. Yeah. And I know, oh, yeah. that may be what I was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like I was once to do ayahuasca for years mm. and um, I'm in uh Brixton in, 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 in a restaurant in Brixton waiting for my friend and I go out for a smoke and there's this lady walking towards me and I just I literally you know that feeling of that crystallisation of I need to speak to this woman yeah mm. 
I don't know what I'm going to say, have no whatever. And I just walked up to her and said hi. And as soon as I said hi, she just started speaking to me as though we've known each other for, for forever. Cool. So I'm like, you know what? I'm waiting for a friend. Do you want to come and eat? And she was like, I was thinking about actually coming to this restaurant because I'm staying in an Airbnb. I'm not right. from here, I'm from a different country. Right. And I Googled this place and this is where I was coming to. Cool. I was like, let's go eat. So we're chatting. In this conversation, she's like, yeah, and I did, uh, you know, I've been traveling Europe. She's from LA and I've been traveling Europe and I went to, I ended up going to Amsterdam and then somebody told me about The Hague or you could do ayahuasca. Yeah. And I did ayahuasca, like, a month ago. Cool. And I'm like, hey, lady, you know, I've been thinking about this for years. And what? do you know what? Just give me some more information. She's like, well, you know, it's just, it's just Amsterdam. And I'm like, so all this time, and now somebody's just come and said, it's actually just not that far. Yeah, so yeah, now, play, yeah. do you want it? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay. And she sent me the details. I went out there and did it. I stayed in the Airbnb. And you know when you're on Airbnb and you're looking and I saw this room and I saw this 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 it was white walls and and brown uh, uh wooden floors exactly the same way I decorate and pitch pitch colorful pictures on the walls and I was like that's the place I'm staying cool get there and she's like oh can I just like you know what are you, is it business is it pleasure I'm like I'm actually here to do ayahuasca right. she was like I've done it four times amazing and that's we cool. end up having this conversation and she's like you know don't be done. She's giving me advice and stuff like that. And I'm like, see, this is, you know, and even yeah. she was like, that's why you're here. That's yeah, why yeah. you're staying with me. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's, that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's a strange thing. I, I haven't really had this conversation with many people. I mean, it's like you know, this this whole thing of being in the right place at the right time and the, and the, and the way that events actually conspire to create mm. that situation. Mm. And like, you know, you've, you've had that with like, you know, what you said with the visualisation of, like, getting the mercury price and then yeah. events conspire around that feeling. Do you know what, as well, people have, t- people have told me when they've met me, because a few, quite a few people have met me and been like, oh, I thought you was a dickhead. Um, it's a bit harsh. <laughs> you're actually pretty cool. Did you say these people are friends? <laughs> I mean, I, li- I, 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 I tend to, 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 to kind of like people that are going to tell me stuff like that. Right, okay. like I kind of like that. I don't mind, like... I don't mind you telling me I didn't think I would like you, but I do. Right, right. right. I don't mind that. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's not necessarily they use that word dickhead. That's yeah. that's a yeah, harsh yeah. word, but sure. you know, it's, it's they're saying dickhead. Um, and and the reason being is the same thing you mentioned when you said I saw you being asked, "Are you? Did you think you would win?" Or yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, and I said, yeah. Yeah. And a few people have said that. I saw that and thought, oh, she's a bit arrogant. I didn't think you were arrogant. But but why? Because I kind of think you had a sense of, um, first of all, it was a dignified thing to say, in that it's kind of like, first of all, when when people ask that question, where they're coming from, they're coming from from an angle... (laughs) That in a way is kind of to make you feel like you're not deserving. Yeah. And and my whole thing is that you were dignified mm. because you said actually I'm deserving yeah. of this. And I thought, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's really it's the right way to yeah. to deal with it. And actually, they started laughing nervously. Mm. And you put you put it back on them. Yay. I liked it because you you kind of turned the tables on them very quickly mm. with just that. Just mm. so yeah. It's like, well, now what are you can say? You know, it's a bit like that. I thought that's cool. So no, I didn't. I didn't think there was any arrogance to it at all. I thought it was just honest and straight. It, yeah, I appreciate that. I really do because I think as well. Be it, it, it's a British way of being like, oh no, no, no yeah, self-effacing. Yeah, but self-effacing falsely. Yeah, you know, like if you are going for something or if you're nominated for something, you clearly have belief in something. You know, you put passion into what you did. Yeah. And you believed in it, yeah. and that belief carried you through. It took you. We to work that. hard to get here, baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. And like I was saying to you, it was for me. It was the 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 the, the, the vision that I had seen. Yeah. So yeah. it was. As, it was. I mean, how much more? Um, but yeah, I just, you just gave it to me. I totally was going to get it. Yeah. Now I can see. Uh, you know what I mean? There's yeah. no. They, you know, did like you how, say that to them at the time that you'd seen this? I don't think I got the opportunity to. It was about that time. It was very much micro phase, 
fire five questions, microphone out face, someone else microphone in the face, fire yeah, five yeah, yeah. So, and so, you yeah, know what I mean? And yeah. at that time as well, I wasn't in the state of balance that I am now yeah. being able to now I'm at the point where if you ask me a question and 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 I don't want to answer it, I just won't. Yeah. Literally, like I'm not going to put myself out of my zone. Yeah. You know Fair what I mean? Enough. And that took a while to get there. Yeah. Um, but like I was saying to you, I, I, when we were making the album, I had the vision, and it was it was a very it was so clear. You know, to the point of it it being somewhat identical, even the podium that I was standing at at the Mercury Awards to what I saw. Yeah. And by the time I was nominated, I was like, oh, I've, well, I've, I've, it's happening then. No, absolutely. I think I think it's a it's a strange thing, a visualization thing. I kind of I think it's about energy. I mean, you know, there's a friend of mine, Cam, who's a you know what? Scrap the name. I shouldn't say his name because he doesn't like me talking about it. This one go to a break. Okay. <laughs> so there's a friend of mine, <laughs> and uh, and he's um, he's I think fourth down black belt in Aikido, and he I deals with. I'm sorry. What did you say? He's a fourth down black belt in Aikido, which is a martial art form. Right. right and he's, he deals with. It's the same thing Stephen Seagal does, but he deals with the healing energies a lot. Mm. Right. So, but he's also like a martial artist. So. I was in cargo one time, I was, I was DJing there, and, um, and I was standing next to the stage, and every time I saw Cam, I'd always say to him, uh, go and show us something, because he always had some crazy trick he could do, like he'd, he'd change his body weight, and you'd pick him up, and he'd be light as a feather, next moment you'd try to pick him up, and he'd be standing in the middle of the floor, not holding anything, and you couldn't budge him, crazy. Jeez. So then, so yeah, exactly. So he turned around to me, he goes, punch me in the face, I said, what? He goes, punch me in the face. I said, no, it's not going to happen. He goes, honestly, it's all right. I said, um, mate, I, I'm a, I do kickboxing. I've done it for a long time, so I can punch pretty hard. He goes, um, he goes, it's okay, no problem. He said, punch me in the face. In fact, I'm going to offer you my head. Here's my head. And he pushes it right in front of me. He goes, I want you to punch me as hard as you can. Commit to it. Promise me you'll commit to it. Don't back out. I went, okay, you serious? He goes, yeah. He said, don't worry, I'll do it, do it a lot. I, I know what I'm doing. So I said, okay, this is freaking me out. So he said, don't worry, commit to it. Here's my head. He goes, go for it. So I went, okay. So I do, see, I said, you're not going to break my arm. He said, no, no, I'm not. So I go, he goes, I won't even touch you. This is what happens. His head's here. I do this. Oh. Right, I said, what did you just do? Yeah. And he goes, I redirected your will. I said, Whoa! bullshit. I said, absolute bullshit. He, said, he goes, right, so so when people don't believe me about this, I've got a whole dialogue photograph I have of us talking about it on WhatsApp where I didn't believe it had happened. Because I said, I said, because I, 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 late, years later, I even said to him, what was that all about? Right? And he blowing my mind, said, my cranium, man. But it's like this whole idea that you can actually redirect someone's will yes. with your mind. But that's a powerful thing, isn't it? But then how do we do that in a sort of everyday version? I'm sure we do. Do you know what I mean? Could we sure... use it for bad or good? Yeah. I mean, like I think Trump has done that. I think he redirected everyone's will. You know, I think certain people Why do, you say do that? it. In a, because, because he is a very strong, strong will. And the reason he's that strong is because he's narcissistic because he has a huge ego and what happens is that people are drawn is he a sociopath? yeah I think he is mm. I think he is mm. I agree with that I don't think he's got any emotional connection with anything he doesn't have empathy he doesn't mm. care about people you can see mm. he'll say whatever he needs to to mm. get more power mm. and that's what I mean when I met Nelson Mandela that whole thing I realised that's not a politician that's a human being you know T tell me that again well with Nelson Mandela he was he was like and it was incredible meeting him in his house and and actually chatting to him because who gets to do that? But I mean, you know, I'm Where talking was his house? to his house was in Johannesburg. Okay. So it's like, and, and I'd finished the last page of um, Long Walk to Freedom where he says, We're free to be free at the end. And I walked into his house and he's standing in front of me. And it's crazy because it's like, he used to be a boxer as well as a lawyer when he was younger. And he had a real power to, to, to him as a figure. And I remember kind of like, he, he was one of those people who, again, could could direct your will wherever he wanted right. but but he he did it in a benign way and he was gentle and he he knew his power as a person but he was so is he then is he instead of well yeah directing your will but is he 
is he in some way helping bring your will out? Yeah, I think he cares. I've said that in a way. No, no, I think you have, because actually he's empathic. He's like, you know, he's interested in you and what you have to say and how you think. Mm. And he's, he draws you out of yourself. Mm. And, And so I had a very good conversation with him. But I've met many narcissists and, and I've seen, you know, quite often you, you see politicians and you know where they're coming from. It's about power and it's about, it's not about justice. Nelson Mandela fought for justice, not power. Mm. You know, most politicians want to consolidate their power. Mm. So because of that, they don't care about how they do it or what they have to say to do it. You see this with Trump. I mean, he goes back on everything he said two seconds later and then says it again. Yeah, that's classic sociopathy. He'll say whatever yeah. he needs to. Oh, just a brazen lie and then yeah. just like, well, I mean, I just don't even care. Yeah, that? and then pretend he hasn't said yeah, it. Yeah. Five seconds later. And I've yeah. seen this in people I've, I've met. And it's it's weird because you can't, how do you deal with that? You yeah. know, unless you constantly call them out yeah. as a liar. You and then that gets, Yeah. And everyone else gets too tired. So what has he brought out in the in people? He's brought out he's brought out their worst qualities. Mm. I think he's brought out a sense of selfishness. Mm. He's brought out fear and hate. Mm. And he's brought out this kind of atmosphere in America where they accept the unacceptable, mm. where they tolerate things that cannot be tolerated, you know, misogyny. Yeah, but when has when, when has America learned? I mean, is that not America? Is it not the world? Oh, yeah. I mean unfortunately, you know, like Farage was was the instigator yeah. of that here. I mean, Trump, you know, you've got Marine Le Pen in France, you've got yeah. Pauline Hanson in Australia, you've got, you know, um, Frame, I can't remember the date, but, <coughs> but, you know, you've got all these different people around the world who kind of exploit that dark side of human nature. And that's why I think sometimes you look at Star Wars and you think of those simple kind of, you know, science fiction kind of archetypes of kind of Darth Vader and, and Yoda, and you think, actually, you know what? Yeah. I kind of get that. Yeah. Because... I know a couple of people that smoked a good amount of weed and been like, no, I watched Star Wars and I saw life. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it is like that. And I, I think, you know, that's why I think music is actually... Music and creativity, generally, it, it allows us an escape from, from those people who try to redirect our will yeah. for their own purposes. Yeah. Music is escapism. Yeah, it's escapism, but also, for me, in a way, it's the ultimate reality, too. Yeah. Like, you know... It's, Escaping to reality. I think so. <laughs> I think so. I kind of think that because when I'm riffing on something or playing with something, or like you said, when you're open to something, you're finding the words and you're just in a flow, that's when I think you're living. Yeah. You're in the present. Yeah. You know, and it's only the present that is actually, you know... I feel it's literally a chemical reaction that's happening. It's like I'm I'm vibrating at my sort of highest frequency. Mm. Um, I get the same feeling when I'm with my goddaughter. All right, that's cool. That's a great thing. Yeah, that kind of time is standing still. It's the same thing, and you know what I mean. Like I'm through perhaps her, the purity of her soul. Yeah, is 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 will is bringing out that will in me. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I mean, I've got three uh, godchildren myself. I mean, I think also, you know, kind of like pure nature is yeah. is a is a huge thing, isn't it? Yeah. When someone has an innocence about them or is a, is kind of like open, you kind of really see it and you can respond to it. You know. So what can, what 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 is there a role for a, a musician or artist in 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 our now Trump? Yeah, yeah. I think the role is to actually get artists to come together and to to be creative and to celebrate uh, the beauty of of the world, you know. And and I think to directly address Trump musically, I think, is the wrong thing Mm. because actually that empowers him and it gives him too much. that's energy. Yeah, and I think you're because he feeds on negative as well as positive energy, yeah, yeah. and I think um, take attention away. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm absolutely agree. I feel exactly the same way. I was. Uh, well, I've been having a lot of conversations recently. Although it's different with Twitter, because mm-hmm. I still have to. I still have to say stuff on Twitter, <laughs> but but with music, I don't. Music, I just see it's that. But yeah, go on. Sorry, I interrupted you. That's alright. Uh, recently, I've really been like 
since this hashtag Black Girl Magic came about, right. it like my favourite hashtag ever. It's it's so empowering and it's so an example of yeah, this is exactly what I want to focus my energy on. I want to focus my energy on my Black Girl Magic and spread it all around. Brilliant. That's <laughs> yes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I can't. I I've oh man, in terms of my. My, my second album was a whole album of, uh, 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 I had an album on like I had a, a track on there talking about like peak oil and do you know what I mean oh, I was, yeah. and you know I've been at many marches and many meetings and yeah. things like that and I don't regret any of it but there's this you know that I've, I've, I've it's a new version of me now where I really feel like what I'm what I'm going to be how I'm going to best serve is by directing the energy into the things I see beauty in. Yeah. Can't argue with that at all. It's perfect. Mm. It's a great thing. I mean, I mean, beauty is... I mean, that's an interesting concept. What is beauty? Because there's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole uh, poem, um, uh, I think it ends from Keats, that says uh, beauty is truth and truth is beauty and that's all you know yeah. and all you need to know. But then isn't truth sort of... Um, there's a lot of different versions of that. Like, but that's my point because yeah. beauty is actually a subjective concept. Yeah. So it takes into account all of that. Yeah. So in a way, I mean, it's also. Well, I mean, what, your own truth, but then that's if you are actually telling the truth because we can be dishonest with ourselves often. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I think it's like uh, I think that's what I love about creativity because you find you find a revelation every time you create something, and like in that discovery because it is discovery because it's cathartic as well but it's discovery as well and because you're discovering something you're learning something you're enhancing your own spirit so every time you create you're definitely adding something to your to your self right i think or even uncovering yeah 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 yo i've really enjoyed speaking to you hmm yeah, so do you. Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't know if anyone's gonna want them making any of that. I think true. we might. I'm, I think we might just like throw caution to the wind with this episode and just run the whole thing. <laughs> Honestly, I think we just just run the whole thing. Yeah, I'm fine um, with that. Because there's there's a whole lot of parts in there that I just don't want to edit out. So cool. Do you know? Um, and uh, usually, all we do is just edit out uh, the, the, the the eating. Yeah, for, right, for, right. For, for the reasons that I said, it doesn't yeah. necessarily sound that great. But you gonna have to deal with it, people, because. I want to share this whole conversation. Cool, that's nice. And but I mean, uh, sorry about my voice as well, though, because it's like just been going through the wars with this stupid uh, man flu, probably. <laughs> man flu. <laughs> but, uh, you got heal. You got to get some uh, uh, some 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 herbs in you and stuff. And yeah, some, definitely. Some green juices. Well, all this helps. And prosecco, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nice. I feel like I'm living up. But anyway, thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate that. I'll give you a handshake. Hey, you you're more than welcome. Thank cool. you very much. That's, That's the work branch. Cool.